Hey, money makers, what's up? I'm Kalila Reynolds, and welcome to another episode of Taking Stock Live right here on Kalila Reynolds Media YouTube channel. We look a little bit different. We may sound a little bit different this evening. We've been having some technical challenges, but we push on. The show must go on. I want you to tell me where you're joining us from. Let me know what country, what city, what town, what community you are in. Let me know in the chat because you know taking stock is worldwide. We got a great show coming up for you this evening. So let's take a look at what's coming up, followed by what's hot in business. And come on, let's get this money. How would you like to own a home on the beach? TCF Holdings is developing a new beachfront housing complex in St. Thomas called Suncoast Beach Club. How much are the homes going for and what else does the company have in store for the future? CEO of TCF Holdings, Kevin Firth, will join us to talk about his business journey and his latest project. And the analysts win on the latest market developments. Nutsford Express's first quarter results are out. How did they perform? And NCB Financial Group has announced the date for its EGM. We'll discuss. But first, here's what's hot, brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. Investors can finally trade their iCrate shares again. The stock resumed trading last week after being suspended by the Jamaica Stock Exchange for over a month. iCrate was initially suspended because of an extended delay in the publication of its financial reports. The suspension was extended because the company did not have a mentor. The suspension was lifted after iCrate named investment banker Kalanda Hutchinson as their new compliance advisor. The stock lost 14% to start this week at 88 cents per share. It will cost commuters up to $55 more to travel now following a fare increase. The government last week granted a 35% fare increase to public transport operators. Minister of Transport Daryl Vaz said the increase will be done in two phases. The first phase, a 19% increase, went into effect on Sunday. An additional 16% will go into effect in April 2024. Vaz said the fare hike was necessary to offset the increased costs of doing business for public bus and taxi operators. According to the Transport Authority's fare schedule, the increase will result in an additional $20 to $55 per passenger depending on the route. The International Monetary Fund has slightly downgraded its outlook for Jamaica's economy. In its latest economic outlook, the IMF predicted that the local economy would register growth of 4.3% this year, down from its previous prediction of 4.7%. The agency said while Jamaica's economy is rebounding, there are still some significant risks, with COVID-19 being the main one. According to the IMF, Renewed waves of COVID-19 could disrupt tourism and trade. The agency said inflation also remains a concern. Tech giant Microsoft says it's prepared for a long flight with the United States Internal Revenue Service. According to the IRS, Microsoft owes nearly $29 billion U.S. in unpaid back taxes. Microsoft said the tax fines stem from an IRS audit done between 2004 and 2013. The IRS began auditing the tech company as part of its crackdown on large corporations using offshore tax havens. Microsoft said it will be pursuing an appeal within the IRS, but the process is expected to take several years. What's Hot was brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart.
My name is Trisha Gay O'Connor and I'm an attorney at all. I attended the Real Estate Investing for Beginners course. It is a topic that has always appealed to me. I came away with a strategy as to how to invest in real estate. So I thought it was something that was a definite goal, but a far-reaching one, but it seemed much more attainable once I attended it and heard the strategy. And you're better off, honestly, just buying the property, holding it, and as the value goes up over time, you can access a second mortgage or a home equity loan, as they call it. You can rinse and repeat that strategy and end up with 10 houses because all you do, you buy one. Even if it's your first house, you're living in there, you buy one house, price goes up over time. Take out a mortgage against now the increase in value. Use that to buy a second house. I can, I'll tell you guys, you're in here, I'm going to pay up on the money exactly how I did it. As simple as it seems, no, I actually never thought about it. And so for me, I have a plan. I didn't expect to come up with a plan, but I came out with a plan. So I'm extremely happy. Thank you very much, Kalila, and thank you so much, Keisha. The information was presented in a very clear, understandable way, and I am grateful. This is the start of me investing in real estate. <laughs> so, guys, definitely join the Money with Money Mission. You will regret it. Take my word. Real Estate for Beginners is available on demand or with a premium membership to the Money Mission community. Join now at moneymission.mn.co. The link is in the description. How you doing? I'm successful. How are you? I'm good. What's funny? You said you're successful. What? That mean you got business? Yes, I mind my business. <laughs> you probably too much to handle. <laughs> you got a minute? You got money? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got money. What you want? You got cash out? Nah, not, not cash out. PayPal? What you need right now? Demo? I don't really got no digital pay. Zale? Nah. Have a nice day. Hey, bro. I This segment of Taking Stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. So it's time to get into our main conversation. But just before that, let me shout out those who are watching us. Let me see where you guys are joining us from this evening. Michael is ready and waiting. That was the first comment this evening from 4.55 p.m., Okay, you've been, been ready and waiting, Michael. Veronica was also ready and waiting. And then we had David in Mobay. Big up yourself, David. Jermaine, all the way in China. Wow, I think you're our furthest away uh, commenter this evening. We got QB in Grand Cayman. We got Colette in Kingston, ready to get the money. Ingrid in Bull Bay. Antoinette's in Arizona. Yard is in Fort Lauderdale. Humble's in Negril. We got Christopher in Fort Pierce, Florida, V. Anthony in Atlanta, Anthony in Portmore, and Romaine in Mandeville. So big up to everybody who is joining us live this evening. Glad to see it. Happy to, that you could join us. So Kevin Frith is a name that you may have heard in the past year. He's actually a serial entrepreneur who's been making some money moves recently, including the development of a beachfront housing project called Sun Coast Beach Club. You saw a little teaser of it in, uh, in the earlier segment. So he's here to tell us more about his journey as an entrepreneur and, of course, about this latest project. He's CEO of TCF Holdings. Here's Kevin Frith. Welcome, Kevin. I, I Kalina. It's your first time on the show, and I'm happy to have you. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invite under good circumstances. 
<laughs> not controversial circumstances we're talking good things so suncoast but before we get to suncoast i want to know a bit about you so I, I read in the introduction that you're a serial entrepreneur tell me a bit about your background well i started um my first business venture was in high school at about um 14 years old i started out in the transportation business and then, you run taxi in high school? What was that? Yeah, I was running um taxis in um when I was going to high school. It was a part of what I had to do at the time. Um and then I went into making um Jamaican souvenirs that I was doing for the export market mainly. Um we'd also do the um, like gift items for graduation and stuff like that. And then I went away for a little bit and I came back and um, I, the, I have a company called Ideas Execution, which will do um, permanent branding and build-outs. And um, now I'm into real estate. Uh, so going back to high school, 14 years old, you had this transportation business. What motivated the, the creation of that business? Was it a needs-based thing where you had to hustle? Or it, was it just you just had that entrepreneurial spark from early? You just loved it. Yeah, well, I I grew up seeing my father being an entrepreneur, so it was kind of in me from then. But um, starting out in high school, I had to do something in support of my own self. So that was like an easy solution at the time, based on everything that I needed to accomplish. Where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in a... Com I, I was raised in a community called Jonestown, but then I left there at age 14. And I was at um, Waterloo Road, which is across from Devon House, and that's where I spent most of my teenage age. Interesting. All right, well, let's talk about the venture into ideas execution, which would have been, what, your first major business? Yeah, it's my first major business. So coming back from America at um, number 2000 nine um i needed something that you know i didn't want to get into something where i'm depending on the retail market so one other thing i was trying to do is to find a product that a corporate company would be interested in um i developed a countertop idea and i was trying to sell it between red stripe and ren nevin ren never bought into the deal um and it's going well from there um, I'm doing this now from um, with, uh, from about 2013, but it was under another name called Bar Central. But that company um, is no longer. I changed over to Ideas Execution in 2019. Why'd you change the name? <laughs> so what I mean is that I sold shares in Bar Central to another company at the time, and then that deal went sour at. Um, I had to basically start over in 2019. Mm. So it wasn't just changing the name, it's a whole new company. It's a whole new company. Uh, how did you come up with that idea to do branding on bars and buildings? Was that Had that been done before at the time? Well, not to, this, not to the extent that I'm doing it. I think um, before me, there were some people like, um, it, it was being done on us. It, well, my focus is mainly on community bars. So before, it wasn't to the extent that I'm doing it. But since I've 
gotten to it in 2030 and I've really um, maximized it. Okay. So some of us would be familiar with the name Ideas Execution and Kevin Frith because there was an attempt to sell the company to iCreate and well, we all know how that ended up playing out. But what is the status of that company now? You still own it 100% and do you intend to sell it still? You're still looking for a buyer? Well, yeah, I, I still own it 100%. Um, no, I don't think I'm I'm looking to sell it anymore. And um, even though right now my focus is in real estate, but I am more looking to put a manager in place, but not to sell the company anymore. Unless somebody makes you an offer you can't refuse, right? Well, you know, <laughs> probably, but I'm really not looking for a buyer right now. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's talk about Suncoast because this is a big property. It's a big development. And I assume this is going to be the biggest interest that you have ever, biggest project you've ever undertaken. Yes? Definitely. Well, tell us all about it. Well, so Suncoast is um, it's a 91-acre property where I'm building um, affordable luxury. So it's the, the concept behind it is to basically give homeowners the, the opportunity to live in like a resort style environment when you get home it feels like you're living in a hotel kind of setting um it's approximately right now with the existing road conditions it's about 25 minutes from new kingston depending on your driving ability um, we're building out in three phases um, phase one is 133 units and the total unit count is uh, 396 between all three phases. There will also be a commercial center to it, which will have like an urgent care facility, um, restaurant, um, supermarket, and other convenience stuff like salon, barbershop, everything that you would need to, for your own convenience living in the community. Okay, so for those who have trouble visualizing, we actually have a video, so let's run the video. Greetings, my name is Kevin Fritz. I'm the co-founder and CEO of TCF Holdings Limited, development company for Suncoast Beach Club. Yeah, Suncoast Beach Club is a residential development at 12 miles St. Thomas. We'll be building 396 residential solutions in three phases and approximately 15,000 square feet of commercial space. Some of the amenities that will be included are like mini golf course, jogging trail, gym, and of course we're on the seaside. You'd have beach access. Just to name a few, because there will be several modern amenities being offered. What you're seeing now is a design that we have worked on and improved it significantly to matching with the age that we're building. Being St. Thomas is a developing area. There's a lot of development coming around Suncoast. And to our west, going back to Kingston, there's a, a massive hotel project that's underway, are about to start. 
far east, you know, there are several other planned development that's about to start as well. We're basically like the first out of the block and we're making sure that we'll set the trend, you know. We'll not bring nothing to the market that we're not comfortable with. And, um, you know, Suncoast is a place that I'm building, not just to sell, but I see myself living in, so I have to put something on the ground that I would want to live in. We're doing all we can to make it a, a, a good development and looking forward to it. The completion of the highway from Arborview to Marantay basically would take like a 15-20 minute journey, whether from Norman Manila International Airport to Suncoast or from Emancipation Park in New Kingston. This type of development, the scale type of amenities, is the first of its kind in Jamaica and I would say even across the wider Caribbean. Fifteen, twenty minutes from Kingston beach access, beautiful beach access and lovely design. It looks like you struck gold with Suncoast, Kevin. Yes, thank you very much. So how did this deal about? How did this How deal did it come about? Yeah. Well, you know, I was involved in a in a project in a, a real estate project in Saint Anne, and um, that one ended, and I decided that I wanted to do something on my own because at that time, I was literally just an investor in it, so I didn't get to, you know, put my own creativity behind it, and then I realized that the highway worked would begin from Kingston to St. Thomas to Portland. So I decided to venture out that side in search of properties. And a friend of mine told me about this place that's up for sale. And I went over and met with the person selling it and the rest is history. <laughs> How long ago was that? Uh, this was 2020, right after leaving Bar Central, because I left Bar Central about March, 2020. And um, I went direct. I went straight into seeking out um, the property for Suncoast. So three years. People feel like thing is overnight development. You know, three years you've been working on this project. Yes, day and night. And now, when you said twenty twenty, that's pre COVID or after COVID? No, during COVID. I think COVID. The lockdown started in March twenty twenty. It, right, it did start in March. At the time, did they already start building the highway? No, it was just announced that it would start. Ah, so you deliberately looked for opportunities in St. Thomas at that time because of that announcement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a clear indication that that side of the market would have picked up significantly. And, um, as it is today, it's an excellent decision that I've made because I, I couldn't afford to buy this property right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So people, you have to have the foresight when things announced, you know, can't wait because no people are trying to look and buy things outside. But like you said, yeah, you can't afford it no more. So we have quite a few questions from the audience. Let me take some of them. Uh, the Denton family wanted to know where exactly in St. Thomas is the development? It's 12 miles, um, right where uh, it's on the border of St. Andrew and St. Thomas. It's right where the 12 mile post is. That's Bull Bay, it's outside Bull Bay? Yeah, it's, it's 
right there. This is where there used to be like a paintball thing there. That's the property I actually purchased. I've been there before when it was paintball. Uh, das wants to know, will there be NHT units? Well, um, so I can just answer that by saying what the starting price will be. Um, so right now we're at starting at 360,000 US dollars for a two bedroom townhouse. <laughs> That doesn't sound like NHT price range. <laughs> I guess that answers your question, Des. All right, so Lily wants to get in your business. Lily says, I understand having lots of businesses, etc., but really, how do you even look to afford this? Like, how does one put together funding for such a massive project? Well, I would say, um, you know, I'm in business for quite a while, so this is not my first business venture, so I understand how to get the right people on my team and you know with the right people they're able to put the different structure in place to get it done so um it's a matter of experience and having the right team denton wants to know who are the principal owners i guess apart from yourself do you have other investors well it's myself and i have a business partner his name is um lance thomas Okay, Lushand looks like he's ready to buy. He wants to know what's the process like to get one of those luxurious beach club houses at Suncoast. Well, you know, you can check out our website, um, suncoastbeachclub.com, or we have, um, you can check with um, the brokers that we're working with Keller Williams, Colwell Banker, Remax, and Valolive. Um, you can reach out to them, and it's also on the MLS. So, yeah. Have quite a bit of options. Mm. So are the home? They're not ready yet. They're under construction now. At what point will it be ready? What's the expected rollout date? Okay, so we're looking to complete phase one by December twenty twenty four, and then um, where our model unit is actually going to be completed within two weeks, but. We're going to be releasing videos, but our official opening where persons can access it will be after the first week of December, because we're having our official grand opening in the first week of December. This year? Yeah, yeah, this year. For the right. month, that is. So you're pre-selling. That's for the residential. What about the commercial side? You said you're also doing commercial properties. Yeah, the commercial will be as a part of phase two. So the commercial space will be ready in 2025. You're doing a hotel too? <laughs> no. No, there is a hotel that is um, being, well, they're supposed to build an hotel to the west of my property that's on the Bob Marley Beach property. Um, but that is not yet under construction i'm my understanding it, it will be starting very soon chantel says you were hunting in a downfall wow love it and we have jamaica nice wants to know will there be solar on the homes yeah so it is wired for solar um and we have a, a company that we have partnered with to provide solar for the units but it is optional for the purchasers you know, you can add it from the initial stage, so it become a part of your mortgage payment, which would be significant or less. 
as it is now, the, the solar package is about 18,000 US, and that would almost eliminate your light bill by about 98%. Yeah, we all know the benefits of solar. The comments are lighting up. People are interested. They want to know. So Ryan says, good luck with your development. I presume it will be a gated community? Yeah, it will be a, a gated community. Um, in, in, in my easy reference of it, I'd say it is more a modern version to Long Mountain Country Club. And, um, you know, with 24-hour security patrol, and um, it's fully a fully gated community. Now, in a sense, wants to know who's your target market at three hundred thousand US. Well, my target market is for any working class person who wants you know somewhere decent to live that you have these type of amenities. Because, quite frankly, when you look at what exists now in the market, um, the pricing is is quite reasonable given what it costs for an apartment in Kingston right now. Mm -hmm. So it's really for persons who are working and want somewhere nice to live. No, I agree. So Kyle actually said 46 million starting price with an exclamation point. And then we had guards saying price is high for the area, too much competition in Kingston 6. Uh, how do you respond to that, though? Well, I don't know about the competition in Kingston 6. You know, what I've been focusing on is to just ensure that I deliver a quality product for persons who want, you know, something outside of an apartment to live at a reasonable price. So I've just been focused on that. No, oh, listen, I agree. There's People are selling apartments right now for that price in Kingston, in Golden Triangle area. So for you to be offering townhouse with amenities at that price, and it's not far outside Kingston, it's a lot more quiet and peaceful. I, I don't think it's unreasonable at all. So how close is it to the beach, by the way? You said so, it has access? Yeah, we're on the beach side of the road. So it's literally, you walk through the community down to the beach. Hmm. Plus beach access, you're not getting that in Kingston. Uh, Ryan wants to know, how is your development hurricane and storm surge resistant? Well, the property is about 400 feet above sea level. Um, and our design uh, basically protects the homeowners from that. We have hurricane-proof windows and all that to ensure that even though based on the elevation, but we still make sure that we'll put the different measures in place. So it's a steep uh, walk down to the beach then? Uh, yeah, so it's more like, you know, we'll have a lift as well, but it's more the walk down to the beach is it's more like an exercise. <laughs> you know, but there, there will be a lift as well for persons who don't think that they want to walk all that stairs, even though it's good for you, but there will also be a lift. Nicholas wants to know the cost of the three-bedroom units. Uh, the three-bedroom duplex starts at 480000 US dollars. Okay, close to half a million. Next question. The questions are coming in fast and furious. Dejani wants some business advice here. 
he or she says, how was the process? What was the process like putting together the project and the team? What is needed for a young aspiring entrepreneur looking to enter the development field? What advice would you have for a beginner? Well, you know, how I look at it is that um, I, I don't try to recreate the wheel. Um, so I basically, you know, shop around to see um, persons based on previous work that they have done and if it was done successfully, um, you know, to see what are some of the complaints that homeowners might be having now, whether it is a, it could be an architectural issue or a civil engineering issue, and just eliminate, eliminate any of those professionals who was a part of something that did not satisfy the homeowner. So in my case, I've really um, digged through quite a bit of persons to come up with the team that I have now. And um, I'm very much satisfied and, um, you know, just looking forward to deliver these units. Nicholas, I swear, I don't even have to do this interview, Kevin. The, the, the viewers are asking all the questions. Nicholas wants to know what measures are being built in to deal with the water woes. That, is, that area has water issues? Um, I think, well, as far as I know, so what I mean is that one, we're going to have um, storage um, facility for water based on our approvals with NEPA and our own plans. And as well as the government has addressed the water issue in the area by um, the highway. Um, and it's not that there was any major water issue, really. It's just like in Kinsa, whenever there's um, limited rainfall, there's a water restriction. Um, just like everywhere else, but we will have our own storage facility and um, the government has put in place measures to deal with additional water supply in the area by new pipelines on the highway. Okay, next question. Well, this is a comment. Sean says, 46 million is cheap. Have you guys seen the places for 46 mil? This is a dream. And Jamaica Nice says, no beach in Kingston 6, and that's a fact. Dwayne wants to know if you're going to have any tennis courts. Oh, definitely. Um, so, you know, we have several um, amenities. We have mini golf court, tennis court, badminton court, a football field, basketball court, a doggy park for persons who have the dogs, um, a kiddies area, like um, I think it's called a toddler park. Um, there are several amenities. I would have to pull up a list now to, to name them all. But they're all on the website. It's What's on, the website? Suncoastbeachclub.com. Okay, easy enough to remember. Devon, I don't know if you've decided this yet. What will be the HOA cost? Well, right now it's about 250 US dollars. Monthly. Yeah, and, and this covers, so what I mean is that just to make sure that we maintain the, the good look of the community, the maintenance costs also cover maintaining the land for each of the units. So, because um, we want to keep the community in that, you know, in that look and feel where you feel pleased going home every day. There's nothing to, basically be a deterrent of you wanting to go home and feel like you're living in the luxury that you initially bought into right place has to be maintained nicely Chantel has a very important question about security uh what security measures will you have in place to keep the scheme safe yeah so we'll have um 
we'll have our 24-hour security um, and there will be like a patrol car that patrols the community 24 hours um and it's a gated it's gated right around it's fenced right around um so it's pretty much and it, the area within itself is not a bad area somebody want pickleball court <laughs> well i don't know why everything man put it in your own yard uh next question comes from ats services who wants he says or she says very good project do non-nationals require alien license to purchase property in Jamaica? I don't, do you know the answer to that question? No, I don't know that the answer to that question, but I don't think I don't think you need that. Okay, I can I can try to find out for you. ATS, <clears throat> shoot me a message privately. Nano Sands wants to know if you have in-house financing. No, so we don't have in-house financing, but we have a, a partnership with um, First Regional Credit Union. Um, they have actually developed a very attractive package where persons can pay it down as little as 5%. And um, I think their interest rate right now is um, 8.95. Right. So the, the first regional credit union is a good package. Not bad. Garth is pointing out concerns about the area. He says no restaurants, no decent supermarkets, healthcare, bank, St. Thomas has years to go. What about those concerns? You always hear St. Thomas is the forgotten parish that I even have no KFC. Yeah, well, um, as I said, to the front of the Suncoast project, there will be all those things that... Um, he mentioned except there won't be a bank but there will definitely be an ATM machine um, but we have taken into consideration all those things considering that we are first in line for the, looking to develop the area so but I'm sure by phase two completed there are several players who are coming along and um, you know the, the area will be totally transformed it will not be anything like it is now it, it just come like when the highway was just um, was just done in, on the way to St. Anne. It, you know, initially it seemed as if it's a deserted place, but look at it now. It's fully developed and you can't, you can barely afford the places down there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, next question, Graham wants to know who's the architect and structural engineer? Bizet Construction. What's the name of the place? Bizet. Bizet? BZT, yes, BZ Construction. Mm, so BZ, somebody wanted to know their contact info. Guys, you, you know the name now, you can Google it, all right? <laughs> next, oh man, like the questions keep coming. I'm only going to take a couple more. So next one is from Colette, who wants to know, any plans to list on the JSE? Well, not right now, but it is a possibility because we have been getting that um, question quite a bit, you know, with this significant development in St. Thomas. A lot of persons want to participate and benefit from, I guess, the profitability of it. But it's not something that I have on the table now, but it's, it's something that I've been thinking about and I've been talking to my team about it because it's a question that has been keep on coming, but there's no immediate plans, but anything is possible as we progress. Last question I'm gonna take is from, who's this, Reese, who wants to know if Airbnb will be allowed? 
Yeah, so Airbnb will be allowed, but it will be restricted to the rules of the HOA because while Airbnb is good in terms of, you know, generating income for persons, it's also bad for when it's out of control. And, you know, you don't want to invest all this money into a property and then your neighbor bringing in any and everybody to come and spend one night and be a nuisance to you when you know when you should be being in your own comfort so airbnb is allowed but it is under the guise of the hoa okay so once the homeowners come together that will be after the units are sold presumably they or you if you are interested will get to set the rules about what is allowed well, thank you so much, Kevin. I wish you much success with this project. Please invite us to the launch and, of course, to the opening next year. Give me a tour of the property, man, when it opens. Oh, it. definitely. So the, the grand opening is, is in the first week of December. And um, surely I'll be sending your invitation. Well, you shall be there. Thanks so much, Kevin. All the best. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. So... Time now for tonight's poll question, which funny enough, we did not plan it this way. <laughs> we did not, there was no shade. It just happened to be that these two things are happening around the same time. We contacted Kevin for the interview and also iCrate is in the news. So how do you feel that iCrate has resumed trading on the JSC? Here are your options. Tonight's poll question. A, everybody deserves a second chance. B, I sold my shares immediately. C, there is a lot of work to do, but they can do it. D, other, leave a comment. Let me know. Let me know in the comments. You can also take this poll on YouTube, on the community tab, or on X, the app formerly known as Twitter. And you can leave your comments in the chat as well. Now, before we go to the break, I have a lot coming up in the next few weeks. I feel like I'm saying that all the time. Like, I love to move quickly. I get an idea, I move on it. So last week was the Money Mission launch, which was awesome. And we also have some stuff coming up in Money Mission. On Instagram too, I just launched, I don't know if you guys, how many of you noticed that I started a broadcast channel. I'm kind of loving that feature of the broadcast channel. If you don't know what it is, it's a place for me to send you messages, keep you updated on what's going on in money news and with our publications as well. So far, I've been sending a lot of voice notes. I'm kind of liking that voice note feature of it. Maybe that's why so many of you are here this evening too. We have more viewers than usual, which is awesome. So check out the broadcast channel on the Instagram account. Um, so what's coming up in Money Mission? Well, on our next edition of Ask Mike, that's actually coming up on October 30. So next, no, what is it? 17th. So Monday after next. Next Monday, we have Ask Kalila. So that's where you get the group consultations with me. And then the following Monday, October 30, is Ask Mike with billionaire Michael Lee Chin. Uh, so you get to ask Michael Lee Chin a question. Make sure that you sign up to the Money Mission community because he's only taking five persons this time around. His time is limited. We're only doing one hour. So I have to like limit the number of people you can ask those questions. <clears throat> Look out later this week for the official call coming from our newsletter. So make sure you're on the newsletter, kalilareynolds.com slash newsletter. So you see when we send out that call for applications to participate in Ask Mike. 
On November 6, we also have a brand new masterclass launching, and that is called Money Marketing. It was originally scheduled for November 27th, but I realized that Black Friday is, what day is Black Friday? Black Friday is going to be the 23rd of November, and I wanted you to have some of these strategies uh, available. We wanted you to learn some of these strategies before Black Friday, especially if you're a business owner, a small business owner, you're trying to take advantage of that holiday shopping period. I wanted to move the class up so that you would be able to implement these strategies in time for Black Friday and the start of the Christmas shopping season. So it's a four-part series. It was originally supposed to be one, sim one single class, but when I started writing the outline, I realized, no, sir, I have a wealth of information. So part one is create. We're going to teach you how to create compelling content that gets you noticed on social media. Part two is all about growing. So the secrets to going viral. Part three is called money. And this is where we deal with working with partners, working with brands, uh, knowing your contracts and that sort of thing. And then part four is called business because this is where we really build your social media business. This is where you take advantage of all the followers that you got in parts one, two, and three, and now are able to monetize by offering your own product and service to this community of people. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, take it from me because I'm the one preparing it <laughs> and everything I do is awesome. <laughs> And I truly believe that. I laugh, but I'm serious as well. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty game changing. So show up on November sixth. It's offered as part of the Money Mission community. It's available for premium members, premium subscribers to the community. If you're a basic member, you will get to attend the live sessions. But if you miss it live, that's it. So the recordings will only be available for premium and for those who purchase the actual course as well. And it is tremendous value. So if you purchase premium, that alone is worth your money inside premium. So check it out at moneymission.mn.co. All right, guys, remember to hit the like button. Up next, we've got your market recap and the analysts are standing by. This segment of Taking Stock was brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency, insurance made easy. Hey, moneymakers, join the KRM fam with our official merch. Get it now at KhalilaReynolds.com. Let's get this money. The JC Combined Index was mostly stable last week. 120 stocks traded across the main and junior markets for the week ending Friday, October 13, 2023. 61 made gains, 47 lost value, and 12 stayed the same. 197 million shares changed hands on the Jamaican dollar market, valued at $744 million. JMMB 7.25% VRJMDCR preference shares was last week's most traded stock. It took up 35% of market volume with 70 million shares trading. The stock gained 3 cents to open the new week at $1.99. JFP traded at the second highest. The stock gained 4 cents to open this week at $1.47. And Mailpack rounded out last week's most traded with 12 million shares changing hands. The stock gained 2 cents to open Tuesday at $2.02. .02. Now let's see who had the biggest gains for the week. 
Margaritaville Turks USD was the market's biggest gainer. The stock was up almost 37% to open Tuesday at 13 cents US. JMMB Group 7.25% had the second biggest gain last week. The stock was up 26% to close the week at $2.59. And Caribbean Cream was up 20% to open the week at $4.34. On the losing side now, ISP Finance Services was the week's biggest loser. The stock lost $13.09 to open Tuesday at $30.91. JPS 7% was the week's second biggest loser opening the new week at $42. And iCrate resumed trading last week after being suspended for over a month. The stock lost 14% to close the week at $0.88. Cents. Over on the Trinidad and Tobago Stock Exchange, the Composite Index was mostly stable last week. Massey Holdings was the most traded stock. The stock lost $0.10 cents to open the week at $4.77 TT. Guardian Media was the biggest gain of the week. The stock was up 14% to start the week at $2.30 TT. And on the losing side, LJ Williams fell 14% to open Monday at $2.09 TT. Over in the U.S., the Dow Jones, S&P 500, and the Nasdaq were all up about 1% last week. Motorists scored a win at the pumps last week, with gas and diesel prices all falling $4.50. In foreign exchange, it took an average $156.33 Jamaican to purchase one US dollar last Friday. That's 85 cents more than the week before. Meanwhile, it took an average $114.95 Jamaican to purchase one Canadian dollar. One British pound cost on average $193.36 Jamaican. And you could buy one euro for $167.23 Jamaican on average. Finally, on the crypto markets, Bitcoin prices rose 7% over the past five days, trading at $28,854 US on Monday. While Ethereum was up 3%, trading at $1,612 US on Monday. This segment of Taking Stock, The Analysts is brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. Disclaimer, this is not intended as financial advice. Please consult a licensed financial advisor before making investment decisions. Welcome back. Before I introduce our analyst panel, let's take some comments. Earl says, enough work is needed for iCreate. I wonder if Dequity would take up the challenge. Kadeen USA, I noticed the offices of iCreate and Dollar are now side by side at New Kingston Business Center. I noticed that today. Hmm. Uh, Roswell says, iCreate may just surprise many persons who don't like the stock. This one is response is in response to the St. Thomas development at Suncoast. Nanosen says, I bought into a development a few years back and built my house. However, the promised amenities aren't in place. And he was a question. Unfortunately, Kevin's gone now. What provisions are in place to ensure that all the amenities are there? But that is a concern that, you know, in previous times, home buyers have been burned. So, you know, measure the risk with the reward. Christopher says, re I create crisis meets opportunity. I would definitely invest. Stock price should be taking a beating, but as they shore up the company, profit should begin to climb. Check them back in 2028. Five years, okay, no comment. Big Shack says, don't worry people, things will get better in St. Thomas, development is on its way. Samantha says, C, what was C again? What were the options? Let me find them back. 
So A was everybody deserves a second chance. B, I sold my shares immediately. C, there's a lot of work to do, but they can do it. So Samantha says, C, I still have my shares. Kish says, A, everybody still deserves a second chance. Philip says, A and C, uh, still have your shares. Everybody deserves a second chance. Nicholas says he can't wait for the launch of the new course, Teach Us Money General. See you there on November 6th, Nicholas. Uh, who else we have? Nana Sen says, I don't care. <laughs> I will not invest in that company. I don't trust all who are involved. Garth says, think Thomas has a decade to go. Uh, someone wants me to offer classes on options trading is not my specialty. It is something that I do want to offer, but I have to find an appropriate teacher for that course because I, I do not have specialty in that in options trading. And then Deco says Black Friday is not a Jamaica thing. That's U.S. Jesus Christ, what happened to Jamaica? So Deco Stadium feels uh, that Jamaicans aren't participating in Black Friday sales. Stay there and think that Jamaicans are not participating in Black Friday opportunities online and getting the deals. Some people even fly into foreign to get the deals. And, you know, as one of my mentors years ago said, when a lot of people are buying, you should have something to sell. And he told me that leading up to Christmas, it wasn't even Black Friday wasn't even a thing yet because I was probably in my early 20s at the time. And he said, when people are buying, have something to sell. And that's when I had prop one of my earliest business ventures was a book that I wrote. And I started selling my book. And I made sure I sold them right around Christmas time because people were looking for gifts to buy. And same thing happening here. Black Friday, to me, is simply the launch of the Christmas shopping season. A lot of people, including Jamaicans, are going to be buying things, are going to be in prime spending mode. Uh, so have something to sell. If you're a business owner, even if you're not, there's a little time to develop something to sell in time for Black Friday. Take advantage of the opportunity before you. All right, time now to introduce our analyst panel. And I'm joined by investment research and sovereign risk analyst at JMMB, Leah Vonnie Dillon, and business journalist at the Hi. Jamaica Observer, David Rose. Welcome back, Leo and David. Night, Kalila. Night, Kalila. Good night, David. Great to have you. Yeah. Okay, let's look at a company that I find very interesting, and that is Nutsford Express. So quite a bit has been going on with them, and their first quarter results are out. I'm expecting good numbers, but you give us the news, Leo. All right. Um, so Nutsford Express came out with numbers recently. As I said, first quarter, indeed, August 2023. All right, so if I can just share my screen here, uh, we'll just go through it. Um, so, you know, if you look back a bit, you can see that they've, you know, going back to 20, 2019. So for context, their year end is uh, May, right? Now, when you go back to then, you can see that they had 188.5 million. Fast forward to, to May 2023, you're looking at $304 million, right? So they've- You have to zoom in numbers, Leo. Oh. Yeah, so you can see that there's an overall improvement in the profitability, right? Now, if you look on, as you just mentioned, the most recent quarter, uh, what you're seeing in that quarter is that you're seeing an improvement in profitability, but it's marginal. So it's a 2.3% profit. Um, the revenue growth is a lot more impressive at around 18.5%. Um, now, the major thing that kind of held them back was the growth in expenses. Um, so that went up over 20%. 
Um, you know, one of the reasons that might have driven that were increase in staff costs. Now, part of the reason that I put on that is that they're you know increasing staff to help um, with increase with their expectation for increased demand um, for their product in order to drive the customer experience. So, I mean, you know, as it is right now on the surface, it doesn't look that good, meaning profits of two percent. But if you look at it in context, though, um, you know, to history, that quarter. Um, that first quarter number was actually pretty good. So marginal improvement over the same period last year, but overall, it's still a big one for them. Now, if you look on their balance sheet now over the time, you can see that that's steadily improved. If you look on first the total assets, you can see that that's steadily improved over the period. Um, so you can see the growth there and that. You can see similar things showing up, similar pattern on their non-current um, assets, their current assets. Similar, you know, look at the peer in 2021 but still overall improvement um, that you're seeing for them. And when you fast forward and you look under equity, you're seeing a similar trend. So it fell a bit here, which coincides with the fall off in profitability in 2020 and 2021. Um, and of course, a lot of that was because of COVID. And we can see again, they're fully recovered from that. And then some, right? Uh, putting on record numbers for them for the financial year. Um, if you look on the, uh, the cash flows now, operating cash flow, that's very strong too. So that's the highest that you see over these five years here. So 435.1 million. So that's also looking good for them, right? If you look in the most recent quarter, it's a 15% increase in operating cash flow, which is good. That's something you want to see. Because remember with companies, you know, these financial companies, at the end of the day, cash is king. So when you're seeing that kind of strength in the operating cash flows in particular, that's very good for the long-term viability of the company. Now, I'm just going to look on a few ratios here. So when you look on these ratios, you're seeing the current ratio at the top here. Now that one is up for them. So you see over a period, it's it's well, it's been in excess of one times, which is something that you want to see. Matter of fact, the lowest that you have here is 1.5, and currently it's at 2.2. So what that's really saying is that their current assets is more than two times their current liabilities. So you can see that any near-term obligations that they might have. They can easily solve that with the um, current assets that they have, clearly covering those current liabilities. If you look on the debt to equity, which is uh, one of the measures that you can use to look at the solvency of the company, that's also very low. Now, that's positive because if you understand it's debt over equity in the equation, so what that means when a number is low is that the equity of the company exceeds its debt. So that puts them in a strong position. So if they were supposed to go out, try and borrow money, um, you know, increase your debt load, they could, and they could possibly do so at a very favorable rate because of the current um, structure of this. Now, when it's a favorable, it's relative because, you know, everybody's paying higher interest rates in this market, but it's just that they might be on the lower end of those higher interest rates because of this current structure. Um, so that's if they want to do it. And then if you look on their ROE, that's very strong, 33.7%. Um, and for context, if you look on the broader junior market, the average is around 11%. So that's a very strong um, in terms of their, their ROE and, of course, strong net profit margins and so forth. So now moving on, let's take a quick look on the performance of the company. Um, all right, so the performance of the stock, sorry. So what we're seeing is that this is a 42.4% year to date. Now, that's way above the junior market, which is actually down about 2.5% for the year. So that's very good. Um, if you zoom out a bit, you can see that this company has done well for investors over the years. 
there's three years, 20 calendar years, 2018, I don't know if I have to zoom this a bit. Um, 2018 to 2020, when the stock wasn't doing so hot. So those years, it was down 13, 18, and 36%, right? But other than that, the stock has basically been a winner every calendar year for um, investors. Um, so I, of course, you can understand. The reason why I like to bring up this, this chart is for investors to get an understanding of how performance can vary over time. Mm -hmm. So for example, with any stock, uh, it will have its bad years and if you're in the market at the time, you might stand out in your head as, boy, I don't like stocks and I buy nothing because it's too risky, all of my money burn up. But the thing is, when you look at it on a longest um, time frame, you can get an appreciation for, yes, there's volatility, but there's also some, you can get strong rewards associated with that volatility. You know, again, you proper, you know, practice proper portfolio management, you mix that with diversification, you can actually get some good um, results from the stock market. Again, of course, we know this year isn't the best for the stock market, but the stock in broader in general, what you can see um, you know, when you invest in stock. Then on your same chart, um, same stock, but just in a different perspective, we can see that the stock kind of peaked out um, back in like calendar year 2017, fell off significantly, you know, going into COVID and all of that, and it's recovered. Not all of it, but it's recovered quite a bit um, for investors there. All right, so moving on to the trading activity, not a very liquid stock. So basically, if you're a you know, very high network individual institutional investor, this is going to be difficult to trade because what you're seeing here, the average trading um, daily value traded is less than um, $500,000. So you're looking at probably like $350,000. Uh, $350, so you can understand um, high network individuals, you know, institutional investors, small retail client um you know that might not be a trouble for them because you know, they might you know when they diversify size for them so that's fine so you know they're looking at the valuation um price to earnings ratio is about 90 no sorry 20 20 times currently average over the last years about um, 20 times now this is a little bit about the junior market the harmonic mean on the junior market now is around 17x it's a little bit about that, but again, as I alluded to earlier, the ROE on this this company is very strong compared to the overall market. So that the you know the marginal premium in the PE may be justified based off that. So that's basically it. Um, so all in all, it's a good number. Um, it's not great in terms of the in terms of the the, the the increase, but if you look at it on a holistic standpoint, which is very important. Um, you can see that it's really strong um, in terms of the balance sheet, cash flows, um, the profitability of the company. You know, it's pretty good. Um, and of course, the stock price performance here to date has been brilliant. Not very liquid, so that's kind of summing up um, everything here. So it's not very liquid, but um, that's the case as it is. So yeah, so that's it. So, I was actually expecting it to be somewhat better given how robust tourism has been this year. Yeah, it, it, the tourism did contribute to the strength, but again, they're coming off a very strong um, August 2022. So tourism was also strong then. So remember, this is the, the, the trick when it comes to, to companies' performance, is that whenever you put up good performance, in one way, you kind of make it harder for yourself because what, what happens when you put up good performance, you know, you get a lot of clients, you get booming business, 
is that to, you have to repeat that and then some the next year in order to look good again. So if you look on the previous year, if you look on August 2022 compared to August 2021, I was pretty good. But then because August 2022 was such a good number, their ability to exceed that now in, in August 2023 is very difficult. So far, they can even meet it. It's decent. You have to give them kudos for that. But gotcha. like a 50% increase of that number, I mean, it's possible, but it's hard. So that's, that's one of the things that I always caution investors against. When you see a company growing rapidly, like, um, you know, one year profits up 100%, next year it's up like 150%, and then people start pricing it as if that rate of return is going to continue into perpetuity. I think that's, that's, that's not wise. Because especially if that company does like really good growth after two, three years, them flattening out on the third year is almost a guarantee. Them even declining is even possible. Because when you put up those kind of growth, unless you're coming from a really low base, like negative profitability or you know, like a COVID type scenario, it's really hard to keep putting up those numbers. So yes, the, the drop salt is working out for them, but I was in last year's numbers too. The tourism is working out for them. Of course, the transportation or the, the packages, that's working out for them. But that was also true, the same Q1 last year. So yeah, so that's the dilemma. What's interesting too is that we just saw some news in the transportation industry. We saw where buses and taxis have gotten a fair increase. Well, taxis in particular have gotten a, a fair increase. So do you think this will impact Nutsford in any way or it's just two different markets? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more two different markets. Um, I don't think their pricing would be that, um, would, be, would, be, would be impacted by that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee it being a material, um, having a material impact on their business because it's a completely different um, uh, market segment in terms of their customer base versus the right. So Sean has a question. Sean wants to know why is Nutsford so afraid to give out dividends? Nine years, just one dividend. Why is that? Mm -mm. I don't think it's nine. No, I don't, I don't think that's, no, 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 I don't think that's true. I think. Um, not sure when they declared the last one, to be honest, but I know that they have paid historically though. Because if you look on their cash flow statements, at least going back to May 2020, there might be a more recent one, but I know at least back going back to them, in terms of that financial year, they did pay a dividend, $40 million. I don't know how much I work for share if we calculate it. But um, yeah, they have paid those. So it's not nine years of not paying dividends. You could argue that the dividend yield isn't great, um, but you, I don't think you can say that I haven't paid it. Uh, so, Leo, not so express to declare a dividend of 13 cents and paid, out, paid it out on the 20th of September. That was $65 million. And this year? Yeah, that, that yeah. September this went, September 29th this went, they just paid a dividend of 13 cents per share, which oh, is. Wow. $65 million may multiply it out. Okay, yeah, so that's actually higher than 2020. So, I mean, yeah, so I guess... The, the so Sean, you're late, man. You missed the dividend last month. Yeah. And for context, Kalila, my first dividend was actually Nostal Express all the way back in 2016. So, this other company isn't paying dividends, but context, Nostal Express would have been listed on in January 2014. So next year, make 10 years, they'll be on the JSC. You have to context here is the fact that 2020, 21, 22, they were not in a financial position to even consider a dividend because 
they've arrested the mm -hmm. Draxol project and then they've had to also continue shutting down the US operations and the slowdown and decrease in activity. So those three years, you know, the return place to really pay the dividends. So in, before COVID, like it was stable and consistent, but when after COVID came, that to really recalibrate and just get back on track. Right. And Japan is noting that to not spread was operating at a loss. It's just bouncing back. Hence the reason it wasn't paying dividends. Speaking of dividends, NCB is in the news again. And one <laughs> of their promises was to resume paying dividends. They have an EGM, an extraordinary general meeting coming up on Halloween, ironically, October 31. Give us the details, David, what's expected to be discussed. Hopefully they don't scare us, but... <laughs> So the board had approved, you know, the issuance of up to 300 million shares back in early September. And we've seen the proposed resolutions for this EGM. Why is it an EGM? EGM is once a year. Anything also the EGM is an extraordinary general meeting. So 300 million shares is the initial target amount. And then They've also included an upsize provision, which allows them to actually issue an extra 150 million shares if uh, that uh, 300 million share target is actually achieved. So you're looking at somewhere between probably 18 to 27 billion Jamaican dollars. If you're asking me a price of $6 JMD, don't know, you know, when that AP is actually going to come into play, but the thing is, once you get a shareholder approval around uh, October 31, it will probably come up by December, January, early, earlier, around the early period. And it will be interesting to see how, you know, the offer actually takes up. Because there are two things that, you know, the chairman, Michael Lee Chin, actually mentioned in the letter to shareholders. It's actually posted in the TTSC and the JSC, and it was in both newspapers, both in Jamaica and also in Trinidad. So, you know, it says NCBFG seeking to raise additional equity, sorry, raise additional capital by way of the APO in this context. One, the NCB group is a unique, diverse, but powerful regional financial services conglomerate that enjoys many competitive advantages and which has performed well on many metrics, including profitability. Putting capital recalibration strategies are being pursued to put NCBFG in a path to bolster the group's financial health, and this should be further enhanced based on the value to come from the use of proceeds of the APO. The ongoing development of the group's financial health is in, in this way is expected to support NCBFG's progress towards once again providing consistent return to shareholders. So we've heard that they're trying to pay down debt, really at a company level. So I'm looking forward to see how this capital raise, based on the eventual final uptake, will actually flip the script for the holding company and, you know, give it a position to really going back to looking at dividends again. Because one thing that I believe they need to really clarify and, you know, address the people is, is the money that NTB Global Holdings, which is the intermediate subsidiary that holds the Garden Holding shares, is that money really getting life to reach Jamaica? Because that's apparently part of the problem, you know, 
that you can observe from the financials, which is while you're seeing that those large dividend payments from GHL, you're not seeing that same amount of upstream from that subsidiary up to NCBFT's bank account. Mm -hmm. So that's a serious thing that they need to address because we just started publicly cut the US availability and credit cards in Trinidad. Seventy one issues down there. So even if you know you're able to recalibrate and be in a position to get that capital from NCBJ space NCBFG shareholders, it still begs the question, you know, as to the capital flows that should come from Clarion Group and Guardian Holdings to the parent, you know, to really enhance the flavor for shareholders. Because I'm sure if the, cap the capital was flowing from Clarion and Guardian on a straight line basis up to NCB Financial Group, which makes an evidence today, despite everything that's going on. So who can vote at this EGM on the 31st, David? Once you're a shareholder, you can vote. Um, I don't remember seeing a record date specifically for the EGM, but considering T plus two, if you're in, on the JSC or T plus three in Trinidad, you would have to be a shareholder ahead of the X date. So October 31 is a Tuesday, which means that you would have had to purchase probably by the Thursday to really show up on record record on the 30th, basically, before the actual meeting date. So basically on the Thursday, which would be the 26th of October, if you're buying on the JSC, and then the 25th, if you're buying on the TTSC. Even if you don't want to share, you can still vote. Only? Is it no, it's actually virtual only. Virtual only. Yep, that's NCB style since COVID. Okay, well, shareholders, NCB, anyone interested in this uh, this company, you, you got your information. By the way, as you mentioned, Guardian Holdings and the foreign exchange issues with Trinidad and getting the dividends out. We want to, if we have any viewers right now in Trinidad who have the hookup, we've been trying to get your finance minister on this show. It's oh, call him Imbert. Yeah, call him Imbert. Just <laughs> send out the call. And let him know that taking stock wants him on the show. All right. Well, thank well, you so much, David. Thank you, Leo. For a great show as usual. Thanks again, Kalia. I was going to say, probably you need to ask Kamla to make a comment and come with the show <laughs> out of nowhere, you know? You know, like what they say. So somebody number three times and they'll show up. Say, Kamla, mention comes name three times and hopefully comes and taking stock. <laughs> Well, she'd have to mention it three times on this show. That might be <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Kalila, I'm just looking forward to see, you know, how the rest of this month and year plays out. It's been a lot going on and let's see what other developments come out. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, David. Thanks, Leo. We're going to take our final break, a very quick one, and come back with last comments. This segment of Taking Stock, the Analyst, was brought to you by JMMB Group, your best interest at heart. Attention! Are you struggling with money? Trying to figure out how to pay off your credit cards? Are you ready to learn how to invest and grow your money? I'm Khalila Reynolds, the Money General, and I'm on a mission to help you get better with money. Join me inside the Money Mission community where I'll teach you how to manage money, make more money, and annihilate bad debt. Click the link in the description to sign up for your basic or premium membership. Let's get this money.
I took Kalila's Investing for Beginners Masterclass because I heard there was an IPO launching and I just jumped right into it. It helps you to know how to invest and the steps you can go to uh, achieve your goals as well. If it is that y'all are interested in learning about investments or anything, I really suggest that you hop on that class, that masterclass, because the way that I look at money now and saving, I don't... I look at it different now. Kalila, you are the reason Martin Brown started investing. Learn the basics about stock market investing today. Investing for Beginners is available on demand or with a premium membership to the Money Mission community. Join now at moneymission.mn.co. The link is in the description. Uh, last comments now. Jermaine says, I love the idea at Suncoast. The empath says, I create has lost its credibility. I don't see how it will scale after this. Sean wants me to give him idea, an idea for something to sell on Black Friday. Sean, meet me in Ascalila next week, Monday, the 23rd, 7 o'clock. That is where I give my you know consultations. You can pick my brain. And so I had some questions for you about this, about, you know, what would you be interested in potentially selling? What potential products or services could you offer? But that's a discussion we can have in Ask Kalila. So hopefully I see you inside the Money Mission on October 23 for our next group session, Sean. Do you have any other comments? I saw a few. Javon says, I agree. Once the market picks up again, some stocks may not be affordable anymore. Sean Brown says, not spread paid out dividends. Five dividends from my records, not one. Sorry. Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, for those of you who showed up last week at the Money Mission launch, I appreciate you still. We've got lots more to come. Uh, whew, it's going to be quite a year. Tomorrow, I actually head to New Orleans, Nolins. So, Money Makers, if any of you are there, link up. Send me an email. Send me a DM on Instagram. Link up for... FinCon is where I'm going to be, which is downtown New Orleans. It's on Canal Street. So I'm going to be at FinCon for the next few days, leaving tomorrow. And if any of you are there, want to do a quick meet and greet and say hi, uh, DM me and maybe we can link it up in Nolins. That ought to be fun. I'm actually speaking at that event on Saturday. I'm going to be doing a presentation about writing scripts for social media, how that can save you a whole lot of time in production for those of you who've been trying to stay consistent on social media and what you, you don't like recording because every minute you make mistake. I have to start over. This These strategies that I'm going to teach on Saturday at FinCon will help you with that. And then on November 6th inside the Money Mission community, I'm going to expand on that. So we have money marketing, which has four portions or four planks, four pillars create, grow, money, business. And it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be life-changing. I will say that right now. The things that I have learned over the past four years can take your business to the next level. A lot of people struggle to grow on social media, but then even if you have grown, a lot of people with a lot of followers don't know how to sell on social media. They don't know how to convert those followers to customers and that is going to be the pillar, the main message in money marketing, which starts on November 6th 
inside the money mission community reminding you again to subscribe to the newsletter at kalilareynolds.com newsletter because you want to be the first to get the notification when we send out the call for applications for ask mike and who is the mike in question none other than michael leachin who is doing his second mentorship session with us on October 31. That's gonna be live on YouTube, but we will pre-select the five people who will get an opportunity to ask Mike a question. And those five people this time around must be a part of the Money Mission community. So be on the newsletter and be in the community. And we're only doing it this way because like we said, by his request, we can only do five people this time around. I think that's one of the most fair ways to, to pre-select the people. All right, what else do we have? What else do I need to tell you? Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Kalila Ray. Remember, that's my only account. I don't have any other accounts. So if you see any others, please report them. Uh, they're spam. They're scammers, actually. Don't give them any money. Don't give them any personal information. If you want to connect with the analysts this week, David or Leo, check the description box below for their contact information. And you can also visit kalilareynolds.com for financial information you can use however you like it. Watch this video. Listen to the podcast version. We're on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think we're on Audible too. No, Audible is on the audiobooks. Um but a whole bunch of them all over the place. Uh, or you can also read the articles associated with, basically gives you a summary of the show. Uh, what else, what else, what else? Tell a friend about taking stock because investing is the new sexy. So let's make it cool to talk about money. I'm Kalila Reynolds, thanks for watching and see you next week. Let's get this money. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.